0: you're listening to K&J recaps. Welcome back to K&J recaps. We're here recapping Stranger Things season 2, episode 8, The Mind Flayer. I am Jess. I'm Kim. Kim, so all I could think about when I got to the end of this episode is that we've had numerous um, listeners reach out to us and tell us that they've been listening, even though they have already binge watched the entire season. And all I can <laughs> say is that, like, if you made it to this point of our recap, I all I, I just hope we don't disappoint in recapping this, like, mind-blowing episode <laughs> of, like, so much happening to our characters, to, like, circumstances I just had every emotion possible during the watching of this episode.
1: Oh, my God, you guys, Bob.
0: Like I, I cried, I was terrified. I like there were humorous moments. It's like everything the Stranger Things should be. I am so sad about Bob. Dr. Owens, I am so sorry for doubting you. Like, I know
1: I, Jess, you, you called <laughs> Bob early. Why did you have to have a B name, Bob? It's so true. All of the good uh, ones, all of the the good ones go too soon. Too soon.
0: And in like Heroicism beyond heroicism. I'm I know, just amazed. Um, all I wanted was, was for
1: him to have his his happy, quiet life in Maine. And right? now he's Demogorgon dinner.
0: Oh, and what will Radio Shack do without him? What will Joyce do? And like, oh, you know, if he she had just sent him away with the Mind Games, obviously they wouldn't have gotten where they did in the sense of solving things. But like, he wouldn't have been demogorgon dinner either or I demo dogs as we can now refer to them
1: i legitimately i'm not kidding it was like even when we get the shot of the demogorgons like feasting on his body oh. i swear to you i was like maybe they're infecting him and he will come back and he will be you know oh, like him he'll have the virus in him but he will still be alive in some capacity. But I mean like I can't, I can't even make myself believe that. He was he so just, like, dead. Have he a was chest so cavity. dead. Yeah.
0: I know it's <sighs> um and of course, you know the way it happens which we of course are going to go through scene by scene here to dissect this we should dive in because I'm sure this is going to take us a while. There is so much to go through. Um, and just thanks to everybody for sticking with us through these episodes. We cannot wait to f- watch the finale tonight. After tonight is the night. This episode. Tonight is the night. Uh, conveniently landing on the end of daylight savings time where we get an extra hour in our lives that will go to good use. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: and certainly if anyone um, has been listening and hasn't had a chance to leave us, uh, feedback, please do so at slash feedback. We read everything and we reply. We're working on replies to the ones we've gotten so far. And uh, our rating and review is super helpful in helping us be found in iTunes. uh And I don't know, Kim, should we draw, jump into the first scene here?
1: Yes, we shall. Okay, oh. so we pick up at the end of episode six, which I'm just going to say on a quick side note, like this. Should have been our episode seven. (laughs) (laughs) Like, the internet agrees with you, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... In any case, okay, so a demo dog, which is now what we are calling these things, has crawled out of the hole and smashes at the window. And Owen says it can't get through the the glass is polycarbonate, but –
0: Although he doesn't say it with, like, absolute certainty. No, that's
1: true. (laughs) That is true. I was was really like, run, you fools. Like, (laughs) I don't care how thick the glass is. (laughs) Fucking run. Like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um. Yes. Okay, so the demo dog uh, screeches and calls his friends, uh, and then the they pack. all simultaneously, like, smash at the glass together, and, like, unsurprisingly... It does not hold. So we yeah. have Owens and Hopper running for the stairs while everyone else gets in the elevator. Why
0: would you You guys, go the, to the elevator, elevator was
1: a bad choice. Nobody like, takes
0: the elevator
1: in an emergency. This like, is what
0: you trained your whole childhood. You do not get in an elevator during emergency, which I would also count the demo dog like explosion happening in the lower level. Plus I season would say. one, the elevator was carnage. This
1: Terrible was a real choice. callback, I think, to that very first scene of the very scene. first episode. Agreed. Where, you know, like a very similar shot by shot of the, mm-hmm. you know, scientist the in hall. the elevator and the um, Demogorgon coming down the hall. But this time it is a pack of demo dogs. Oh. And I mean, like, these guys are just like, they're dog food.
0: They very much are. Yeah, that scene when we see them later is uh, not good. No. Um, so upstairs, Mike tells Joyce and Bob that they're under attack. Mike has figured it out, of course, from the end of episode six that uh, Will is the spy. And if he knows where they are, then the shadow monster knows where they are and that they need to put him to sleep. Um. Will starts screaming, like, incredibly intensely that Mike yeah. is lying. Like, he um, is possessed. Right? Like, this and later about the un- when he wants to be untied. I mean... Yeah like it's not hard to tell he's possessed we've never seen will so much as like raise his voice and
1: yeah his behavior
0: is so terrifying even from this small child like yeah yikes um so joyce doesn't know what to do she obviously i think recognizes this behavior but this is just all of these scenes are so heartbreaking to watch because it is will acting them out and so she ends up asking who she is and he is, does not pass that test. No, <laughs> she he is. doesn't.
1: <laughs> like, I really think that we hit the nail on the head when it's like the shadow monster only knows as much as uh, he has observed since possessing Will's body. So, I mean, like he doesn't have any information to give her besides the fact that like your mom. Right. Right? Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> and after a long pause.
1: Uh. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Um, Remember when I said that the shadow monster was a great actor?
0: (laughs) (laughs) He's not so great anymore. Not so good
1: in this scene.
0: (laughs) He's not. Uh, So Joyce tells Bob to hold Will down. She gives him that shot to put him to sleep. Uh, Outside of the room, the lab is under attack. Uh, There's just carnage in all of the halls. Uh, And I did feel a bit like... I thought back to our kind of initial suppositions about what was happening at the lab. I do now feel very confident that these people were not um, as prepared and evil as I originally thought that they were and, like, did not expect that this would happen. You know what I mean? Like, everyone is caught extremely unaware. They don't seem to know that this, what these monsters could be. Um, And our crew seems to be the one who's like the most familiar with this you know
1: what I mean yeah I mean like we had this discussion briefly too in season one when we were like how is everybody just kind of like filing papers and like printing stuff (laughs) like when there is a Demogorgon in the basement and like out on the loose and it really kind of seems that perhaps like that is very top secret and maybe only a small portion of the lab staff are aware of what's going on or even if they are aware they haven't seen it themselves and are not fully informed but like there are a lot even of the soldiers soldiers
0: like, how did we not train better for a, yeah i know like the pack of dogs thing is different but it just anyway nobody's that great at protecting
1: the place even still dying. i mean like yeah the alarm is blaring and the soldiers upstairs are like what's going on like <laughs> what does that <laughs> siren the, mean it means you're gonna fucking die, everyone's to die. exactly yeah, like and get information formation of some kind or like i don't know use your training Yeah. I mean... I think that's it. Maybe that's unfair, but... Yeah, that's exactly, like... Ultimately, I think what it boils down to is that they probably have intense training and are using it to, um, you know, the best of their ability. And the reality is, is that they have never encountered, uh, unless they happen to be one of the survivors from last season, they have never encountered a Demogorgon or a demo dog. And we know that bullets really don't do it much good. So maybe they are highly trained soldiers, and they just simply don't have the ability to, to take the demo dogs down but like and, either way they're woefully yeah. um overpowered.
0: Yes. Yeah, and it, all of this happens extremely quickly. Yeah. Uh, you know, they tear through that lab and they're pretty unstoppable, so it does doesn't take long for defenses to fall. Uh, so Hopper and Owens with Will Joyce or yeah, Will Joyce, Bob, and Mike Uh, All end up in this observation room with monitors of the whole lab. So this is where you get these scenes of like what things are happening and the power goes out and then credits.
1: Yeah, I I did think I still, you know, like right until the very end, I thought that we were going to see Elle come into the lab. So right. I thought the power going out was L. Literally everything that happened. Like <laughs> It's like <laughs> Owens tells Bob to stop walking because L. No, like, it's just like I was waiting for it. I was convinced and uh, it didn't happen in this scene. But I was obviously really happy for the payoff at the end of the episode. Because um, I think
0: you needed because like what she witnesses, she's still in Chicago for.
1: Yeah, so you're like, right. I mean, like this was uh, my t- my timing made no yeah. sense. It was like completely impossible for Elle to come, and I just obviously I have a hard time giving up on impossible things. So <laughs> <It's true>.
0: Bob <laughs> is alive. You guys heard it here first when season Bob three is alive. Back. Barb is
1: alive. No one dies on this show. They all come <laughs> back in the end. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, Bob and Barb, I hope you find each other. Like me too. You know, not for like love or anything just because you're no. good people and i think it's <laughs> like, like a each special other.
0: <laughs> special place in heaven for those who have been consumed by demogorgai and they yeah. can go hang out there or something yeah
1: yeah i hope they're not like stuck in the upside down forever
0: oh god me too <laughs> good point
1: oh. oh i went to a dark place okay <laughs> so uh, max and billy's parents come home this is Sorry. the first time we have met them
0: Just an interjection. I no longer think that Mike's parents are the worst parents on Stranger Things. Like,
1: these guys are
0: the worst.
1: We get some real insight to Billy's behavior, and it's terrifying. Like, I didn't think that we would have a character that was, like, non-Demogorgon slash monster that would be scarier than Billy. But Billy's dad is, like the worst he's abusive it makes so much sense yeah yeah, it does we we maybe should have seen this coming but Mm. um i wasn't really thinking about the parents i had really sort of dismissed them as not being related to the story yeah but in any case yeah so they come home they find that max is gone and then demand um to know where she is from billy who's supposed to be watching her and so billy's dad sort of like i don't know he is he's like he's abusive he hits him he's homophobic, misogynistic, like, he's Mm -hmm. just, he's all the, all the terrible things. Uh, He um, demands that Billy cancel the date that he's supposed to be going on and go and find Max instead and then Billy who we have always seen as the real dominant bully is very much in a submissive you know sort of position in this scene and he just he says yes sir at the end of it and then sort of wipes tears away after his father leaves the room so like I think it's pretty clear that like he is really kind of treating Max in a similar way to the way that he himself is treated by his dad which is like it does give me some sympathy for him
0: I have a lot more sympathy for him and I and I I agree with his point of like you have had me looking after her for days like where they walk in with bags from Sears like where have these people been and then who's gonna go find her he is like how about you guys actually go parent and and I think it looks like Max's mom is also terrified of him like in this you know scene and just even like the way he addresses his dad but like if he is being you know abused and bullied to that point by someone more powerful than him than him passing it down I mean it just it certainly contextualizes it a lot more and I felt for the actor playing Billy like with that tear at the end I thought was really really impactful Yeah, Um, as to just how humiliated and you know upset he is at the end of this scene
1: yeah I agree um you know like great job stranger things like you're giving layers and uh I really thought that Billy although I didn't really get his motivation was a lot more sort of like I don't know Mm. transparent and black and white than he's turning out to be so uh I still don't think that you know his um Treatment of Max is acceptable, but it certainly gives me more insight into the why of it all. And I still hope that um, Eleven can somehow intimidate maybe not just Billy, but Billy's dad into, like, backing the fuck off.
0: Yep. Yeah, Um, agreed. Yeah. So then Steve, Max, Dustin, and Lucas are walking through the woods after their encounter where the demo dogs ran off. Um, And... Dustin is saying that one of the dogs was definitely Dart because he recognized the color pattern on his butt. (laughs) Uh, And this is where Steve spills the beans. I just like... Steve throughout this is just amazing. Like he is kind of like the most clueless one and doesn't pick up yes. on any kind of social cues whatsoever. <laughs> and like, so.
1: I, it's like, it is hilarious to me that uh, while on the one hand, Dustin obviously seems to idolize Steve in some things. He is also sort of exasperated with Steve's like Completely. inability to sort of like catch up with the conversation through this whole episode, which I just, I love the dynamic <laughs> between them. And it's uh, so true. Yeah.
0: Like, later on when it's like, what is that? And everyone is like, it's Morse code. <laughs> yeah, so Steve, Steve like, is the only one who doesn't know that that's Morse code. Yeah. Um, so, sp- Steve spills the beans that Dart ate Dustin's cat, and Lucas figures out pretty quickly that Dustin lied about Dart. Uh, So they get into an increasingly heated argument about breaking the rule of law for the group, and Dustin says that they're even because, you know, Lucas spilled their secrets to Max. So they are kind of arguing about that when Steve hears the screeching noise and they figure it out that it's out at the lab in the distance.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, I don't necessarily feel like this is related in terms of the theme that we were talking about with um, with Eleven last episode about the theme of home. Like, this isn't necessarily um, mm. related to that theme, but just interesting that it continues with, uh, you know, the Demogorgons are going home. And there's another home reference later in this episode where... Uh, I don't remember. We'll get to it. But in any okay. case, it's just mentioned a couple of times, even though it right. might not mean much. It's just kind of like interesting. They're really carrying that through. For um sure. So still in the observation room, Owens is pointing out uh, the nearest exit on a map. But then he explains that the whole building's on lockdown anyway, so they can't get out the doors. So someone has to reset the breakers in the basement. And then like Hopper, who seems like the obvious choice, grabs a map and starts to leave. But then Bob stops him and is like, wait a second. Like, it's not just as simple as resetting the breakers, you'd have to reboot the whole computer system, you have to manually override the security codes, and you need to know BASIC, a computer language, like, to do this. So he's like, Hopper, do you know BASIC? (laughs) And Hopper's like, ugh, God, teach it to me real quick. (laughs) And I love this one (laughs) When Bob is like, oh, sure thing, like, right after I teach you French, Jim, how does that sound? <laughs> you know, like, it's just like, know, it's a Hop is just like, let's get this over with. Show me your silly language and, I'll, yeah. you know, like, how he just hard it's just it like, it speaks to the level of understanding of technology of the times. And, like, this is a very new and, right. um, I like, advanced language. understanding yeah. that, that Bob has that we didn't fully appreciate in the beginning. So ultimately what it comes down to is that bob is the only one who's qualified to do it so it's gonna have to be him who goes to the basement so joyce is terrified for bob but he says he's gonna be okay he's bob newbie superhero remember oh god i know um so hopper and bob take a dead soldier's radio and gun and then hopper shows bob how to use it um if you would just remember the gun that's like step one though bob (laughs) (laughs) he was not qualified for that portion of this mission but he was successful and he saved them all well exactly um and i love
0: too because like bob it's too complicated what bob knows to be able to teach it to hopper so he has to be the one to go and then hopper in three seconds shows him how to use a gun which is hopper's strength and he's like he was like
1: safety on off point squeeze Bob's like, yeah. got it.
0: <laughs> Although he already like just then he just points it at Hopper. Points and it
1: Hopper's at like, yeah. Hopper's face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not qualified. <laughs> right. um, so Bob who is just the best tells Hopper not to wait for him he should get Joyce and the kids out as soon as he can and Hopper assures him that he will and then he starts down the stairs oh. uh, outside Nancy and Jonathan arrive looking for Mike and Will after discovering the cartridge uh, for the Polaroid camera in episode 6 so they obviously came to the conclusion that they were in the lab and they were not wrong Um but they can't open the gate because of the power outage. And then they hear something in the woods and it's Steve and the boys and Max. So- and good call
0: on how, like, we would be bringing everybody together in this episode. Like, I know we don't get, like, L until the very end. But I was it was awesome when these guys all met up. And it's hilarious when they're just like, what are you doing here? I know. Uh, and then we quickly get everybody together. And then the scenes at Joyce's house I really, really loved. So I'm glad that everybody is met up as of this point of the episode
1: completely agree Um, So the demo dogs screech in the direction of the lab, and then inside, Bob has made his way all the way to the basement, and he successfully flipped the breakers. So power comes back on, but the gate still won't open. And then Hopper and the group, they can see Bob now in the monitors, and uh, they see that Bob uh, is rebooting the computer, and he's able to unlock the doors. So the gates outside finally open, and then Dustin takes credit when he's like, get out of the way, Jonathan, like, let me try. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got it, did it. Yeah.
0: So Hopper and the others start to leave, but they have a problem because now there's a demo dog in one of their, in the pathway. Uh, so Bob figures out how to set off a sprinkler remotely to distract the demo dog, which works. And he This is not backwards. the there's,
1: way that I anticipated the water was going to be used in this
0: I, The first time I was like, oh my God, he's going to flood them and they're going to burn and they're going to, and it was like, oh no, it's just the sound. Okay. Oh no, it's
1: just a <laughs> distraction. Okay. That, yeah, you're like totally at first. I was like, I can't believe I was right. <laughs> I, you the weren't whole building's him.
0: gonna be flooded and everyone will be saved that's right a oh, single sp-
1: sprinkler is gonna flood the whole building
0: <laughs> well no i was there too with you and then it didn't work out that way
1: thank you um, jess
0: so bob starts back upstairs forgets his gun which we've talked about and then hopper joyce and the boys start to leave owens gives hopper his um radio and says that he's not going to follow and he's going to help keep an eye on the monitors and let them know if there's more trouble and i just Who like
1: knew? dr owens I dr know. owens like you're a fucking hero too and do you think he's still alive m- yes i was just gonna say not a doubt in my mind that he's still alive Yeah, because, um, you know, like, first of all, we didn't see his death. So I think Mm -hmm. that's a dead giveaway. But then also, I think that maybe what could have happened is that Dr. Owens is able to continue hiding in that room. And then eventually the demo dogs are called away because Will alerts them to his location at Joyce's house. So with the with them, you know, going to Joyce's, he'll have an opportunity to escape.
0: Yes, I agree. And it's not been that long.
1: You know, no. it's not like
0: he was waiting for, like, eight days and starved himself or something. It's just no. he's if he was able to keep himself quiet for a couple of hours, he's okay. So yes. hopefully he did that. Um, So Hopper and the group make it to the exit. Joyce is lingering in the doorway waiting for Bob. Um, Owens guides Bob's using Bob using the monitors and the walkie. There's that close encounter with a demo dog where Bob is able to hide in a closet successfully. But you just, like, this whole kind of scene you are on edge on edge on edge and you you know what's coming from the minute he left the gun well from the minute he left the closet i think it's a problem but um but this is where as he's leaving the closet a broom falls the demo dog hears
1: it and there's a great like owen's yelling run is like super heart pounding (laughs) yeah i was so on the edge of my seat i I mean like I was literally, like, speaking out loud, like, uh, like when Bob, when Bob left his gun behind, I literally said out loud, I was like, oh, Bob, it's like, <laughs> what are you doing? And then I was like, it was like an audible, like, oh, no, yeah. when the broomstick landed, like, oh, show, what are you doing to me? You're so good. So good. Um okay, so Bob is sprinting towards the exit and the demo dog is hot on his heels. So he makes it to the lobby and it closes the door behind him and then he locks eyes with Joyce. Why?
0: Just keep running.
1: Keep running. <laughs> Watch and his then dog. in a split second oh. the demo dog has burst through the door and attacks him. And then Joyce watches helplessly as Bob's attacked by first like one demo dog and then there's a bunch of them. Hopper's trying to shoot them off, but like nut it's not working. No. So they just have no choice. Like Bob is gone. They have to just leave him and run. So outside, Jonathan and Nancy pull up and yell for them to get in the car. And then um, back at the gate, Jonathan's car pulls through first and then Hopper stops and picks up the rest of the kids. And then just like a final shot of Bob's body just being like devoured.
0: So this next scene, I am super grateful that the show found time to give it to us. This is like, I thought this was so impactful because... Bob's death is so adrenaline filled. Uh, There's like that jump scare. I jumped both times when he gets attacked by the Tom Cork and I watched it twice and I got just as scared the second time. Um, So I really appreciate that we're able to be back at Joyce's house and go through this. So um, Will's asleep with Jonathan looking over him and like apologizing. Hopper is trying to call in military reinforcements. It's clearly not going well.
1: Um,
0: And Joyce is in her room. Morning, Bob and this scene where Hopper comes in and sits on the floor and they just sit there like oh uh, <sighs> I just it's super fast but it like it gives you a chance to see the emotional impact of what they just collectively went through and who they lost yeah and then I find it so underscored by Mike talking about how Bob was the founder of the AV club which the other that's
1: didn't where know. I cried right I and like yeah it, just, it wasn't when Bob died because you're right that was just like it was a scary scene it was a thrilling scene but the saddest for me was hearing Mike talk about him being the founder of the AV club and whatever like oh I definitely teared up like that hit me too
0: and he just like his leg he was just such a good guy and he not only was he a good guy he was super heroic and he did the right thing and his like heart was so in the right place like it's just everything that we've heard about bob is just so positive other than he was you know bullied and teased which like that's who our heroes are now are the nerdy kids who are all last season were bullied and teased you know um yes uh so it's it's really something and he taught mr clark everything which is also like really cool um so mike doesn't want to let bob die in vain but like they don't really know what to do and this description of the words demo dogs just really helps to cut the like
1: sadness into know, <laughs> no dustin you're still kind of being a bit of a dick like oh, just awesome, saying though. yeah demogorgon dogs
0: and then he does that like hand movement of putting them together oh it's funny
1: yeah Dustin does ha- definitely, like, he has several moments, uh, not just with Steve and with Max, like with everybody in this yep. episode, where he's just, like, really annoyed that they are not coming to these conclusions fast enough for him, or, like, <laughs> you know, like, giving giving his analogies enough weight, you know, like, yeah. Dustin is definitely having a moment of, like, you people are idiots.
0: <laughs> exactly. It. And especially these couple of scenes in a row. Yeah. Uh, so they... They come to the idea that the demagogues are demodogs are acting on behalf of the shadow monster as an army, and so this idea: if you stop like the shadow monster, you would inherently stop everything else because you've kind of killed it at the source. Which I think we've kind of been referencing for a couple of episodes as a, you know, concept with the hive mind thing. So
1: yeah, um, so. Mike fills in the group about what Owens was saying about the how, to shadow, how the shadow monster is uh, a virus potentially <laughs> and that it's connecting the vines and the demo dogs and everything. Um, so it is essentially the brain of the hive mind. So Dustin realizes that this description sounds a lot like the mind flayer from Dungeons & Dragons. So he pulls out the manual and he tells the group that the mind flayer is a monster from an unknown dimension that is so old it doesn't even know its own home. Oh yeah, so that was the second reference to home just like you know what it's just like sort of in passing it doesn't really mean anything i don't think but i'm just sort of tuned into it now because it's been such a theme this uh Mm -hmm. this season no it's a good point um so the shadow monster in sorry the mind flayer enslaves races of other dimensions using highly developed psionic powers and then like hopper's sort of dismissive like this isn't a kid's game and dustin is a
0: great like this seemed to be a great call out to like Stranger Things fans or watchers where it's like, how is this perfectly analogous to Dungeons and Dragons all the exactly. time? You know, like he's like the kind of doubter. And I love Dustin's response here.
1: Yeah, exactly. He was like, OK, it this is a manual and it's not just a game for game for kids. Also, this is the best metaphor scratch yeah. that analogy that we have <laughs> to deal with this situation so just like shut up and listen and exactly. then as he t- as he talks it through obviously it like it is a great analogy but then when it comes time to like tell us how to kill it and he starts talking about like an army of the dead Dustin is like you're right it's ju- like it's just a game but
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does fall apart there exactly yeah Um, so Hopper is frustrated and, um, Mike reasons that even if Hopper's military backup do come through, like, how will they be any help? Because they, they haven't even, like, faced the shadow monster beyond it being in Will. Um, so, like, there's no solution. And Joyce has come out of her
1: bedroom and she agrees that they need to kill the shadow monster. Um, so based on what Dustin has said about the mind flare and, um... I don't know, the description of the the shadow monster as being sort of like potentially an ancient interdimensional monster. Do, so do you think that that really kind of like points to our theory that the upside down was just simply another dimension very much like our own that has been destroyed already by the shadow monster?
0: I think so. And I think also that the Demogorgons are not necessarily... Of the shadow monster and that idea earlier of like, maybe they have also been taken over for this purpose. You know what I mean? Like, the, yeah, the, that it's not um, like they're
1: another slave. They're sorry. They are another exactly. race that the um, shadow monster has already enslaved.
0: And if it wins in Earth, too, like in our dimension, then that's what the humans would become, essentially. And maybe they would be able to travel into other ones and, like, continue to yeah. act on its behalf as it, like, overtakes everything. Uh, but essentially it's become – yeah, it's, like, running everyone's minds. But it's it's been able to travel through a couple of dimensions that this idea where they, <clears throat> the path has been opened before has happened before. And then it translates through. Does, like, is that what you were thinking, too, yes. in terms of – yeah.
1: Yeah, I really think so, for sure. Um, I'd like, you know, I guess I'm not really clear yet on how that vibes with the potential of the other dimension being like our own, only because if that were the case, then it would have already enslaved humans. Do you know what I mean? Because they were inhabitants of that dimension. You know, Steve's pool in the Upside Down would, in my theory, be, you know, like a normal pool with Steve in it. And then the, the shadow monster like took over that world. Um, so yeah, I think that we're really on the same page, but like, I think that maybe some of what I was saying doesn't necessarily align and I'm not really sure which parts of it might be correct and which parts are not, but right. either way.
0: So uh, they decide, Mike says that if anyone knows how to destroy the monster, cause that's where they're stuck, it's going to be Will. Um, because, well, it makes sense. Will's the one who's connected to it. Um, But they're worried about waking him up because he can spy and he won't be able to spy if Will doesn't know where he is. So they need to fool Will. And so we get this, like, collection of scenes of the group emptying out the shed and really doing an excellent job of covering it in garbage and tarps and like random stuff to the point where every
1: service is covered. Even the chairs are covered. I was just gonna
0: say they like make chairs like covered so that you wouldn't be able to know that those were from your kitchen. Like they think this through. It's well done.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. And then there's
0: just a quick Oh sorry. Go ahead.
1: I was just gonna say like do you think that there is still room for the potential of Eleven to like go in the black space and speak to the real Will while Will's body is maybe like unconscious so that they don't know where so he doesn't know where he is or is this it ultimately like this is will speaking from inside his own body uh and has tricked the shadow monster and that the message that he gives is all we're kind of getting
0: i kind of feel like now it's the latter but um or maybe she does once they get maybe there's another step after the gate is closed or something where she's able to kind of Go in there and, and have a role to play like that. But I think now it feels like the action is going to transition to trying to figure out how to close the gate, for which she will be, I think, very instrumental. Um, yes.
1: Yeah. But and is, that the gate,
0: is the gate the portal? Yes. In my
1: mind. Like, they're going back to the lab. Yes. I would agree with that also. And so when the boys are saying that eventually the tunnels are going to make its way to this town, I mean – are the pumpkin patches and everything, are they out out of this, the town Yeah, center? I think it must still be on
0: the periphery. Because it's true. When you think about, like, where you've seen the tunnels, it has been in fields and around lakes and stuff. So I guess mm-hmm. it hasn't been in, like, what we would think of as, like,
1: you know. Populated areas.
0: Downtown Hawkins, like, where the movie theater and stuff was. Yeah. So like, that's what I was, like, the, the lab we know is kind of outside of town, right? And... So it's starting and spreading from there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Makes sense.
0: Uh, so there's just a scene where Nancy and Steve are together and Nancy says that it was cool of him to help the kids, but things are obviously tense. And earlier when Jonathan was talking to Will, she had her hand on Jonathan's shoulder with Steve
1: watching. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think that it um is beyond Steve that like... Yeah. Nancy and they were together. Are together they were together yeah. when he found them like I think that he knows what's happening here um so Dustin and Lucas are looking for more materials in the trash when Dustin apologizes to Lucas about dart and and about lying about it so he tells him that if Lucas wants his girlfriend to take over his spot in the party then he understands and Lucas tells him that Max isn't his girlfriend, but Dustin doesn't buy it. Even if Lucas doesn't recognize this yet, like, Dustin can feel the electricity. He knows the ways of women now. Exactly. After, he's got all after Steve's After his conversation insight. with Steve. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, he knows what he's seeing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and then inside, Max and Mike are working in the kitchen and Max tells him that she knows the whole story now and she understands why Elle was their mage. And Mike is still not a fan of Max. He makes it clear to her that just because he knows their secrets does not mean that she's a part of the party now. But I do think that his attitude is just sim- its going to change dramatically now that Elle is back. He's not yes. going to care one way or the other about Max because he's just going to be so happy to have Elle back. He'll, you know... Yeah, He he, will declare Max the Zoomer and they'll all be best friends.
0: Yeah, his sadness is being manifested in this like behavior that we've been talking about kind of this whole season. And I really am impressed by Max's growth and understanding more of Mike. So she really kind of takes it and doesn't give him, you know, she's like, yeah, I understand who would want a Zoomer anyway. You know, like she knows to kind of. She's evolved, I think, by knowing the story and just having been through what she is going through, too. So yeah. I think that helps kind of de-escalate it, too, that she's not, like, pushing back uh For like sure. she would have done in an earlier episode. Yeah, um, I agree. So the shed is done. They tie Will up um, and there's lights, bright, bright lights shining in his face. They give him smelling salts to wake him up. And this is when he has this screaming craziness that we talked about earlier uh about being let go and it's very clear that it's not will it's the shadow monster um and he gets worked up enough that all of the lights start to flicker in the shed and the house
1: so this is like the shadow monster's psionic ability coming through will right Right.
0: i think so like it's like he's managed to get him upset enough that that's the effect Do you think
1: there's any possibility that Will will be able to, like, the shadow monster through Will, I mean, would be able to actually, you know, use these powers in a similar way to Eleven using hers?
0: Well, and I wondered that. And then he doesn't – it's not long after he uses them that he seems to, like, lose strength or something. You know what I mean? Because he, like, kind of collapses or calms down. Like, he doesn't keep going like this. Um so maybe it's really hard for him to use those through will because clearly there's a big internal battle happening that we are not privy to we see a little bit i think in some of his eye movements and gestures and behaviors um but i still think that will's putting up a hell of a fight
1: oh for sure inside
0: there you know um so i don't know like it's it's like he wasn't able to use them at first i was wondering if that he was sim- signaling like the demogorgon somehow with that but he doesn't seem to be as strong as right. you might initially think, question mark.
1: I, I wonder if, I'm just, like, thinking of this for the first time right this moment, but, like, in season one, we saw a lot of, like, the flashing lights and stuff, an indication of the Demogorgon coming or whatever. Right. Do you think that it was because the Demogorgon was sort of, like, connected to the Shadow Monster and the Shadow Monster's psionic ability that resulted in those kind of electrical types of abnormalities? No, that's a good point. I mean, it's just, I mean it just doesn't seem know.
0: to play. Like, it happens and then it passes and then it doesn't happen again. And yet the shadow monster is still there, you know? Like, it's... Um,
1: right. In a similar way, I wonder if that's why that the shadow monster was the only thing that we saw before Terry Ives that was able to somehow detect Eleven it's in like the black there. space. Right. Yeah. I don't know. All all kind of just like occurring to me at the moment and not very well thought through. But just like, I don't know, maybe there's something there.
0: Well, I think it's, I mean, to your point, which we've all said, the show doesn't do stuff without it having meaning. The lights are definitely affected. Um, and we've clearly seen that as a trend before. So I think that that's a really good point, Kim.
1: Yeah. I mean, who who knows? If only we could watch the
0: last episode. <laughs> So the group takes turns telling Will stories to remind him who he is. Joyce tells about his birthday. Uh, Jonathan talks about building castle buyers that we saw a lot in the first season with him. Um, Mike tells, you know, the story of how they first met in kindergarten. And they're hoping to be able to break through to Will. But when he does speak, um, it's just the voice of the monster saying, let me go. Which is when Hopper notices that Will's hand is tapping against the chair, uh, which they quickly put together saying... That it's Morse code. At least everybody except for Steve knows. Yeah, is poor Morse Steve. Code.
1: <laughs> um, you have other which, talents, Steve.
0: He does like like hairspray. Oh, and we didn't talk about Billy also hairspraying. Oh, the eighties, yeah. big uh, big hairspray decade for all like sexes and genders.
1: It was just the thing you did. Like when yes, he's like you
0: hairspraying that little curl in the front. It's like,
1: oh my god! You know what? I mean. I don't even know if I should say this, but like I did not recognize at first what Billy was doing when he was putting like cologne yeah, down me his pants. So <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, "Billy, what are you doing right now? This is a family show ish ish." <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, we can have like people's entire torsos be like eaten by a demogorgai, but like let's keep the sex to like PG here.
1: <laughs> oh my god, isn't that terrible? That a hundred percent that went through my brain. And I I <laughs> I had no qualms about the demogorgon like eating Bob. I mean obviously I didn't want it to happen, but the fact yes. that it was shown I was fine with. Yeah. And then, like, when I thought that Billy was, like, jerking it in the mirror, I was like,
0: oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah. this, is, this is so insane.
1: Okay. Oh, god! Yeah. Whoa. Sorry, memorized. guys.
0: Um. So they figure out that it's Morse code. And then we get this, you know, montage of them telling stories to Will and... Uh, we've got Hopper kind of being able to relay the code that Will is giving. So they don't want to let on to the shadow monster that they have figured out this communication. He's obviously been able to kind of bypass the shadow monster to do this. And Hopper relays it into the house and it spells out close
1: gate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, okay, so obviously the next step is they have to close the gate. but oh, um, <laughs> But like how... I mean, they still haven't figured out how to extricate the shadow monster from Will. And if they have come to the conclusion, I think rightly, that if they kill the shadow monster, then they also kill all of the shadow monster's army that currently includes Will. So, like, there has to be some kind of plan to get the shadow monster out of him. Like... Right. uh, I don't... Or is he
0: able to, like, if you, you know, kill Will in the Upside Down... Does it just kill the shadow monster and you get him back? Like, I don't know. It goes back to that, like, Harry Potter idea I was referencing when he is killed but not killed in the final book. Like, is there a way to extricate the shadow monster by coming close to doing that? Or does it depend what dimension you're in? Or is closing the gate enough to break the ability for him to have control of Will? And if the gate's closed, then it's... He's gone? Doesn't seem like that's really...
1: No, because if that were the case, then you would still have a bunch of Demogorgons running around or demo dogs, just like not with a hive mind. Like definitely I think their intention is that all of the Dem- demo dogs and the vines and everything will all be dead as soon as they kill the shadow monster. So if by close the gate, that is what Will means, you know, to yeah. be direction to kill the shadow monster, then like that doesn't help Will.
0: Or maybe but the may- Demogorgons are not analogous to wills being taken over too like hive mind is that idea kind of like also referencing you know edge of tomorrow where you've got like the mimics all out fighting the war and you've got the centralized mind or whatever um and maybe it's not the same maybe the demogorgons are more like the drone bees the worker bees and will is a bit of a different beast in terms of how he's been taken over
1: i don't know i mean the vines are definitely taken over too like Ultimately, I do think that what it boils down to is that we simply just don't know the answer yet to yes. how the shadow monster is going to get out of the grill. Perhaps we should just let the show tell us. Uh, I wish I
0: knew. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So suddenly the phone rings and Nancy rips it off the wall, but not fast enough. Will has heard the phone ringing in the shed and... Um, because will knows that he's at home now the shadow monster does too so his eyes sort of start to roll back and there's rapid movement under his eyelids just like we saw when uh jonathan came home and found joyce and will in bed together um again that sounded weird but uh anyway that is
0: really not appropriate for this show yeah
1: okay so um, they gather back into the house. Hopper picks up a gun from the uh, discarded pile near the shed because they know that the shadow monster now knows where they are and that the demo dogs are coming. I love this when he asks, asks Jonathan if he knows how to use the gun and Jonathan sort of hesitates and Nancy, Nancy just steps in and she's like, I know how to use it. Like, give it to me. Hopper
0: throwing Nancy the gun is like one of the greatest nanoseconds of the entire show to this day. Yes. Like, and she just like catches it and just like, like locks and loads and is ready i'm just it's everything to me that's right yeah
1: nancy you're fucking badass absolutely and jonathan you're lovely but like stay behind nancy well
0: it's, he's like standing in in the background so then you see like everybody who's out front and everybody has their weapons lucas has his wrist rocket uh steve's got his bat whatever and then jonathan is just like hanging on to Joyce
1: (laughs) I know and then even like Mike has picked up a trophy uh so it's just Justin Jonathan and Joyce who are unarmed and be like Jonathan you might not know how to use a gun but it wouldn't hurt you to like pick up a golf club or something." something like yeah yeah um so luckily they don't need it because just as the demo dogs are approaching they hear a big like scuffle outside they're readying themselves for a fight but the demo dog ends up smashing through the window already dead and then eleven enters she still got her like badass makeover
0: yes that's right like do you, like do you think she killed an entire pack or just one <laughs>
1: No, on the second watch, I can't remember what it was exactly, but it gave me the impression that most of the demo dogs ran off, like, scared.
0: Okay, okay.
1: I don't know if that's true exactly, but I watched it with the closed captioning and, like, I don't know. I just got the impression that there are still a lot of demo dogs out there, but that she took care of maybe a couple. Okay. I don't know if that's true. But anyway, so we have this really, like, great shot of um, Eleven and Mike locking eyes and kind of giving each other this, like teary smile at the end i'm actually a little surprised that hopper is so surprised that it's 11 who unlocked the door from the inside me too
0: (laughs) it's like as soon as it starts happening it's like yeah like we know who this is
1: yeah (laughs) maybe like stop pointing the gun at the door (laughs) because everyone else is unaware that she's alive but you know she lives in a cabin nearby so don't shoot her
0: (laughs) yeah i do think that like While the makeover scene wasn't the favorite in the last episode, I super appreciated the makeover when she
1: walked in the room. Me too. She looked like (laughs) such a badass. Like really like when she was with Callie and her group who were older and they were sort of more hardened and whatever, she kind of looked like a baby faced kid who was playing dress up. But when she walked in by herself with like her bloody nose and she had just taken care of the demo dogs outside and whatever, she looked super... Super badass. Yeah. I am a little bit disappointed that the fight with the demo dogs took place off screen. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't love it when shows do that and stuff. Like the they did it last season too, but I was less mad about it when uh, the um, the kids are hiding from the guys from the lab and Hopper's sort of like, you know, there's like, you know, like fight noises outside, and then he comes on the bus and is like, okay, let's go. Yeah. But I really wanted to see this triumphant return and. Uh, you know, it was still impactful, but, like, I would have liked to have seen her take them on.
0: Well, this may be a budget saver for Episode 9, too. So
1: Yeah, maybe. I, I think it's going to be a big one. So, like,
0: yeah.
1: one episode of the whole season that we see all the kids together. So, amazing <laughs> season. I loved it. But please, Stranger Things, for Season 3, let's keep the group together for a Agreed. little bit more than this. But yeah. even still, I'm living for it, like... I... I have had so much fun watching uh, this season so far. And I feel like episode nine might be the best yet. Like the, uh, I said, I think in like episode five that I was like, I think this is the best episode I've ever seen of this show. And then episode six, I was like, now this is the best episode I've ever seen of this show. <laughs> it's, you know, skip episode seven. Yeah, you okay, now... just thinking
0: about that one. <laughs> exactly.
1: Yeah. But it, it just keeps one-upping itself. And I think episode nine is just going to be like this big, climactic you know like all out brawl that I can't wait to see me too
0: so with that we will be back tomorrow with the final episode recap of this season um and I can't wait to talk about it Kim I think it's gonna I agree it's gonna be a big one so yeah we uh let's go watch it
1: let's go watch right now (laughs) awesome okay thank you Kim Thanks, guys, for listening. And thanks, Jess. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.